Welcome to the Talking Nutrition Podcast, where twice a week you'll learn about all things health, fitness, and mindset. I'm your host, Yon Investors, and it's my goal to simplify nutrition, provide you with actionable strategies, and teach you repeatable systems so you can create real results that last. Now, real quick, you won't find any crazy restrictive diets or quick fixes here, and the stuff that we talk about is basic, easy to apply, and effective. However, the only way to create change is by putting what you learn into action. Now, go ahead and grab yourself a coffee, pour me one while you're at it, and let's dive into the episode. What's up and welcome back to Talk of Nutrition. Today is part three of our five-part mini-series, The Principles of Nutrition. Today we're going to talk about all things micronutrients, nutrient timing, and supplementation. A lot of stuff that makes some difference, but it's not going to really move the needle if the basics aren't covered. So if you have not listened to them yet, go back to last Thursday's episode for your macronutrients. The week before that, we talked about calories and energy balance. Uh, next week, we have metabolism and periodization. And the week after, we're going to talk about flexible dieting. So we're covering a whole bunch of stuff. And the reason we're doing this is that I think it's just kind of good to every now and then do a quick refresh on the basics to hopefully clear up some of the confusion around nutrition because we all know there's so much noise on social media and it just really makes things more confusing, you know? So that being said, let's get into the episodes today. Micronutrients, nutrient timing, and supplementation. So you got your micronutrients too. So micronutrients actually don't give you energy, but they are involved in every process in the body as well. You got vitamins and minerals. I think you guys know those. They are essential. So you do want to include those from things like fruits and vegetables and just whole foods in general. Now, micronutrients are very important for your health, your immune system, healthy aging. And on top of vitamins and minerals, we also have phytonutrients from plants, myco from fungi, and zoonutrients from animals, of which there are thousands of different ones, some that we know a lot of and some we probably haven't even discovered yet. So... When it comes to the phytonutrients and the zoonutrients and Michael, I kind of wouldn't worry about it too much. When it comes to your vitamins and minerals, you want to eat your fruits and veggies. Fruits like one up to three servings per day, veggies like two up to four. And if you change it up every now and then, because different foods with different colors have different micronutrients, they're going to be fine. So it's actually quite easy to cover these, but we do want to include some fruits and veggies. Now, fiber is really a type of carbohydrate that's not broken down and digested for fuel. You do want to include it though for gut health, keep things moving as well we'll be able to go to the bathroom <laughs> also for fiber it's actually quite easy like i said eat your fruits and veggies mostly minimally processed foods or whole foods are actually going to be fine now we can't really talk about gut health without mentioning hydration though which is why i wanted to add water to the list as well your body is like 60 percent water like everything that's going on involves water you lose water by going to the bathroom sweating it's probably a good idea to drink water right also here, and you see like the, the solution is usually kind of basic. If you want to cover your hydration, you just drink when you're thirsty. I know it's a very underwhelming solution, but that's how it works. That's why we have a thirst response. If you drink when you're thirsty, you should get it covered. Myself, I like to have a water bottle with me just for that visual like reminder, you know, because when it's busy, sometimes you do forget. And the only moment where you do want to kind of like remind yourself to drink a little bit extra is at the gym. Because that's really when that thirst response kind of lags a little bit. So there's a bit of a delay then. So when you're thirsty throughout the day, just drink then. When you're thirsty at the gym, it's probably too late already. You're probably getting dehydrated. Now I'm going to give you a little bit of a calculation towards the end to kind of figure that out. But once again, it could be pretty simple for most people. Two up to three liters of water should do the trick. And yes, coffee also counts and sodas and all that. But I do suggest at least including some water. Probably a good idea. Nutrient timing doesn't matter as much. You see, like as we're working our way up, that pyramid those bars become smaller. Nutrient timing does make a difference, but not that much. 
However, for example, if we adjust your feeding window, say for example, through intermittent fasting, and we can influence your energy balance that way, that can be one technique for us to kind of use. So this is how we can still kind of like personalize it and figure out different ways to make things work for you, right? But meal frequency, there's been a lot of research on that. Anywhere from like eight meals per day to more, which I don't know, I wouldn't necessarily want to keep eating all day, all the way down to like two meals a day, one meal a day, or even alternate day fasting, where you don't eat at all for one day and then you eat the next day. And then you don't eat at all and then you eat again. I wouldn't want to do it. Cool thing is that there's actually no difference. So what matters most is that you just come up with a meal frequency that works for you and your schedule. So you don't have to punish yourself by not eating for a full day and then again the next day because you'll have the same effects as having four meals or two or five or whatever. However, for most people, I would say four to five seems to be kind of like the sweet spot, you know? It's going to depend on your schedule. What matters most is that you just know kind of like what's coming up. First of all, for adherence, because if you kind of have to wing it and make up your meals on the fly, you're not really sure, like, am I eating two times a day or am I going to eat four times a day or like what's going to happen? If you don't really know, it's going to be really difficult to stick to your nutrition, you know? If there's no structure there, that's maybe something to work on. So start there. I do this with a lot of people too. Like in the very beginning, when they're all over the place, sometimes we actually just want to say, hey, you know what? Let's start with four meals a day. Let's just make sure that you actually have that framework, you know, or five or whatever it might be. Fasting, you don't have to do, long story short. They compared fasting to just being in a calorie deficit and the benefits were the same. You can fast, of course. And if you want to, go for it. It can actually help you stick to your nutrition, like I said, but you don't have to because it's not special. It doesn't have additional benefit on top of just being in a calorie deficit. Even though it's such a big hype, even though there's a lot of people very big on fasting, there can be benefits. And I do use it with some clients, especially if there's a gut problem, for example, can actually relieve digestion a little bit. Could be a good idea. However, for most people, you don't have to do it. You can if you want to. Just you know. Data schedule is the most important thing. Your body also really likes routine. Your body really enjoys being on a solid schedule, circadian rhythm. It goes for your sleep, but it also goes for meals, what time you eat, how often you eat. And you'll notice too, like for example, if you have breakfast at eight in the morning, every single day, and then you skip it one day, like when we did the study, for example, you start to get very hungry because your body is expecting that meal, right? Your body is kind of like starting off the digestive process because it's thinking, oh, usually around eight, we get that meal. And then all of a sudden it's not coming. So that's what I mean. So for adherence and just for your body, for digestion and even insulin sensitivity and energy output, it can be a good idea to actually have a set amount of meals that you want to stick to. Supplements. I'll try not to go on a rant here. Supplements are a tiny bit of the pyramid, right? They can make a difference, but really not that much. I'm not against supplements. I like supplements. There's a lot of supplements that I personally use, that my clients use. There's a time and place for some of them, but it's only a tiny bit of the pyramid. But why is it that we see so much about supplements? Global supplement industry, it's like a billion dollar industry, like a trillion kroner industry. You can't really sell energy balance. You can't really sell micronutrients or micronutrients or nutrient timing. You can sell supplements. And here's the thing, if you work with me, it's going to take a lot, a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of effort. You're going to have to be very patient. It's like, I'm not trying to sell myself here, right? You're going to have to get uncomfortable because it's difficult to change your habits. Sounds hard, right? So what if I instead say, hey, you know what? Just give me all your money and just take my supplement. Take this powder or pill, whatever. And then that's just going to do all the work for you. 
you know, don't worry about energy balance. Don't worry about your macronutrients or your micronutrients or the meal timing. Just take this little supplement that's going to take care of all your problems. I think as a human being, it's normal to kind of go for that more convenient option because everyone is busy, you know, and it sounds like a great idea. Hey, I actually don't have to do anything. I'll just take this. Usually it doesn't work that way because it doesn't teach you anything. It doesn't lead to you changing your habits. The supplement is not going to do that for you. You're kind of becoming dependent on it, which is great because now I can keep selling your supplements, right? Good model. It's pretty smart. They're usually pretty good at marketing too. But anyway, I promise to not go on a rant here. Supplements can be useful. When any micronutrient or supplement out there, I suggest you check examine.com, whether it's like fish oil or creatine, whatever it might be. Check that website because you're going to find all the research. You've got to get the whole breakdown of all the information that's out there. Check out that website if you want to look something up. Now, there are some supplements that pretty much anyone could benefit from, first of all, being vitamin D. We don't get a lot of sunlight here. You guys know that better than me because I'm not even from here. However, a lot of people don't take vitamin D. Does anyone take vitamin D here? Like, raise your hands. Okay, cool, cool. No offense to the other guys. Like, that's, that's fine. Well, like, let's be honest, like, we don't get a lot of sunlight here. And if it's out, then we're still packed in, you know, a jacket and all that. So there's not a lot of skin that picks up that sunlight, which is needed for vitamin D. Vitamin D is very important for overall health, longevity, immune system. So if you're not out in the sun, it's probably a good idea to supplement that, especially for us living here in the Arctic. Then there's fish oil. Like I said, omega-3s, they can make your diet overall more anti-inflammatory. If you don't eat cold water fish like salmon, you know, a couple times a week, you probably want to consider supplementing with some fish oil. Magnesium. Magnesium is a good one too. A lot of people these days are deficient in magnesium. It's also called like the master mineral. It's very important, involved in thousands of processes in the body. And you sweat it out when you work out. It's probably a good idea if you sweat a lot to supplement with magnesium. Now, the cool thing is that it also has a calming effect on the body. So it's going to actually help you sleep. It can help you get more into a parasympathetic state. Then there's creatine. Creatine is one of the most researched supplements out there. You know. <laughs> creatine can help you get a little bit more out of your workout, build muscle, and even have some really cool brain function benefits. It's totally safe to use. You don't have to preload with 10, 10 grams a day. You just take 3 to 5 grams a day, regardless of whether you're working out or not, and you're good. Exactly. That's a very good point. You don't have to worry about losing your hair. Lastly, maybe a protein shake. I think protein shakes are great, and it can definitely supplement an already healthy dietary protocol, right? It is very simple to actually get your proteins from real foods, and be honest, uh, even though a lot of people struggle with it. Like when I mentioned it in a bit, it's actually like, you'll see it's kind of simple to hit it, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't supplement. Like if you want to have a protein shake, go for it. I think maybe one a day, one scoop, that's plenty. Maybe two, if you're like up towards like 180 grams or 200 grams or something. For me, I'm like at 220, so I do have two a day. So when you're on like the higher end, sure, go for it. However, when it's a little bit lower, maybe just have one a day, depending on the phase you're in as well. But that's it for supplements. All right, that's it for today. As a thank you for sticking around, I'd like to send you a free copy of my ebook, The Definitive Fat Loss Nutrition Guide. Honestly, if you like the podcast, I'm sure you'll love the ebook. So if you want it, all you need to do is either click the link in the show notes or DM me on Instagram at johanvesters underscore OCS and I'll personally send it to you. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. I'll talk to you soon.